Hi, I'm Mike Gatward, co-founder of We Are Contrast, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. We do truly go around the world with this podcast and wherever the great guests are, we get them, we interview them for your benefit. So I want to uh, first of all say that we've got a great guest lined up. She's based in uh, Tampa in Florida. So very sunny, very good place to work. Remember, we're digital nomads here, so we can work from anywhere in the world and uh, it'll be good to get a, a good feel of what it's like to work in Tampa. Uh, let me introduce uh, Kiki Sher, and she is the uh, CMO. That means the Chief Marketing Officer, I believe, CMO of Fitter. And uh, we're going to learn all about the app fitter and uh, and the journey that uh, Kiki's had with this app as well. So Kiki, it's a, it's a warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Well, thank you so much. That was a wonderful introduction. And uh, well, it has to be a warm welcome and a sunny welcome. I know it. Uh, it's lovely. What just give me a very brief idea of what it's like to work in Florida. It must be beautiful. It is wonderful. We're only like a half an hour away from the beach um, and from a beautiful beach, white sands. Um, it's, uh, I don't know what it is in Celsius, but it's like 73 degrees today, um, which is sunny and beautiful. Um, I can see the sun rising right now. Um, oh, that's just so good. <laughs> and yeah, it's freezing cold here in the UK. It's uh, oh. below sub zero temperatures. And just tell me, do you get a Wi-Fi connection on the beach? Um, it depends on the beach and it depends on whether you want one, you know, uh, a lot of people go there to disconnect. So, you know, a lot of people turn their phones on airplane mode when they're down there, <laughs> but we do have some beaches where you can bring beer, which is unusual in America. So it's kind of nice. Right. Well, and now we've, we've mentioned beer and we are supposed to be talking about your app fitter, which I'm assuming is, uh, helping us get fit fitter. So, uh, perhaps you yeah, can just describe your um the app fitter for the, uh, the listeners benefit oh yeah fitter is um a personal training workout uh creator so basically it is your own personal trainer and it goes wherever you go makes workouts whenever you want them and they're completely personal workouts they're made exactly for you and they're based on your data and they're based on your preferences your likes and dislikes and your uh abilities so um if you start improving the app will notice that and will advance along with you, making sure that you don't stagnate. It's really a great app. Yeah, but you know, with uh, the iPhone, uh, well, smartphones in general, with they've become obviously very personal devices, and we we predicted uh, that it was going to be a big wave of fitness apps uh, several years ago now, and and you're obviously on the on the the wave. What, what's it been like uh, f from getting attention for the app and getting downloads? Is it uh, been you know really an easy ride for you, have you or have you had to market really hard to get the uh, app uh, discovered? Well, that's an interesting question because it is a hyper-competitive market, but the good news is there is a lot of interest in it. So it's just a matter of finding the right outlets. So um, a lot of times I do have to approach someone, but once I approach them, they are very excited. There's very little uh, intention coming our way. You have to go and seek it out. But once you seek it out, uh, yeah, they're, they're really excited about the app. So for the benefit of the listeners here, we call them the Appster Tribe. And a lot of us would love to work for a startup or an app company. What, what does it mean to be a CMO? What you know, does that entail? 
perhaps you could describe <laughs> like uh, the the job description a little bit more because I'm sure that there's uh, folk out there who would love to to be a CMO. Um, basically, all you really need is hustle. Uh, it really just comes down to wanting to work. And if you don't mind, you know, being up at uh, five in the morning so that you can be on a call in London. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you in London? Yeah, pretty close to London. Yeah. Okay, so. good, good. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so a good if you guess. don't mind getting up at five to get up and be on a call in London, then um, yeah, that's probably the job for you. Basically, what you need is a little bit of background in um, reading and figuring out what you need to do and then going out and doing it. Yeah, I mean, I did, my wife did actually say that I was uh, the CFO of our household, which happened to be <laughs> abbreviated to Chief Fun Officer for our kids. Nice. So I, I love the uh, little take on that, but uh, CMO as well. Uh, and so I guess you're involved in marketing and wh what um, types of uh, activities have you done to market fitter that, that have been really beneficial that you could share with us? Well, there are two outlets that have been really beneficial to us. And the first has been press, um, which is very traditional and actually not as difficult as everyone would make it seem. Because it is a giant industry, the PR industry, I think there's a lot of obfuscation about how easy it is to get press. Um, so that's one outlet. And then the second outlet was actually Product Hunt, um, which I am a giant fan of, mostly because we got so much traction from it. Um, and Product Hunt has just been a wonderful asset in helping promote um, Fitter. Well, I've actually been in discussions with the Product Hunt founders, and I'm hoping that one of them will uh, come on the show. But uh, I'd love to talk a little bit about Product Hunt because there's uh, so many uh, app developers out there who haven't actually come across how successful it can be for driving traffic. I had a recent uh, experience of driving a lot of traffic to a book that I'm helping to publish. And uh, it, it literally was, you know, thousands of, um, you know, very actively engaged visitors, not just, you know, kind of rubbishy traffic, but really active wants want to even pay for, you know, certain things. So perhaps you can give us a, a guidance on how you actually effectively use Product Hunt and, and you know, give us some tips. Well, it's kind of funny you mention that because I did actually write the Product Hunt manual. <laughs> right, there <laughs> so you I go. A, I wrote a book <laughs> about this, actually, um, which is available at producthuntbook.com uh, if you want to buy it. But basically, what I would suggest doing is making sure that in advance of posting, first off, I would try and get somebody else to post it for you so that you can know when you're going to be on it. Um, but in advance of posting, I would definitely suggest you have your networks aligned so you know who you're going to contact and who you're going to reach out to. Not to ask them to vote for you since that's illegal, but uh, to ask them to check out your, uh, <laughs> your posting. Um, the, in terms of traction numbers, uh, Product Hunt is huge. Um, they've got about 160,000 registered users at this point. Um, and the fact is that a lot of them are incredibly active um, and very devoted. So if you get on one day, even if it's a slow day, like a Saturday, um, you're going to get tens of thousands of people visiting your site. Um, and like you mentioned, they are very engaged. Um, like you'll notice your average, um, you know, duration on the site on, on your Google Analytics is like, you know, like six seconds from the average site, you know. Um, but if it comes in from Product Hunt, you're looking at like a minute and 20 seconds. It's really amazing. 
Well, Kiki, I'm going to suggest that people go to theappguy.co episode 239 for the show notes. And I'll make sure that I put a link to the product hunt manual that you uh, sell uh, so that oh, people can you. go and read that. And uh, I have to say that it's, it, I mean, I, it's actually was the product hunt manual. I think I noticed that trending uh, a few, you know, qu- quite recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that, in fact, wasn't at the top re- uh, in one of the recent um, uh, yes. days. <laughs> I, I may have made sure that it got to the top. Yes. <laughs> it was just going to be so embarrassing if it didn't reach number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and in terms of like, so it could be a lot. I mean, obviously people need to go and read this and uh, actually just use it as a guide. Uh, but is there a particular day like Saturday or Sunday you said is less competitive, but less traffic? Is that maybe a good place to start? Yeah, actually, um, I never would have, like three months ago, I never would have suggested that you go on on a Saturday or Sunday. But actually, I've seen like a lot of really good luck on um, on people getting really good traction on Saturdays in particular. Uh, Sundays are still a little dead. Um, but the big day in my mind to avoid is Wednesday because there was a giant blog post about how it's way better to be on on a Wednesday. <laughs> and that came out about two months ago. So everyone and their mother has jumped on that. So Wednesdays are hyper competitive. So I would definitely suggest avoiding Wednesdays. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like if you're listening to this right now, you need to go and check out Product Hunt if you haven't uh, seen it before. Uh, it's a beautiful, dis- in fact, there's an app for it as well, which I use quite often, the iPhone app. And uh, the, the the more products that are on there, then they fall below the fold and I guess they get less discovered and, and, and less traffic. But uh, uh, it's, is it good for apps though? Is it good f- as a way of uh, taking someone to an app download uh, for, the, or, or is it better to go to a website where you get a sign up and then you can email them the app download link? Well, actually, uh, Fitter, when we launched on it, was actually an app, and they didn't. We didn't really have. We had a landing page, but we didn't have much on the site itself. So, um, as an app maker, I would definitely still recommend it. You want to have that landing page, and what will get posted is the landing page. Um, but you can have a download link on there, um, which will get a lot of traffic. But people will just search for it on the App Store, too. So you want to make sure you have your keywords lined before you um, go on Product Hunt. But as long as you're searchable on the App Store and you have that App Store optimization um, game going, then you should be fine. Um, you're going to get a ton of traffic. Uh Back when we did it, there were probably only about like 60,000 people on the site. And we had downloads at first, uh, a download every 12 seconds, Um, a download and like install and sign up every six seconds on our server. Um, And then when we got picked up by news outlets as a result of it, uh, it increased to every, well, to a lot more than that, actually. (laughs) This is great. I'm actually really uh, impressed with how you've gone about doing this. And almost like you get the attention first from somewhere like Product Hunt, you get the download numbers, you get the, you know, the trending, the buzz, and then you reach out to the press and say, look, we're getting a download every 12 seconds. You guys need to, perhaps you can describe to us then how best to reach out. I know one of the biggest challenges that uh, a lot of the listeners have is getting any response from when you approach journalists, when you approach the press, they just, you know, they must get hundreds of, hundreds of uh, requests a day and they just ignore you pretty much. 
But oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. As you, you know, have you got any guidance on how to best uh, get their attention? Well, the best way to get somebody's attention is to actually appreciate what they do. So what you'll want to do in advance of being on Product Hunt, in advance of actually wanting to get press, is go and find out who you like to read. And um, if you really enjoy reading um, a certain writer, then definitely approach them because they're going to be more likely to to uh, to want to write about you if you have read their articles. Um, also, I wouldn't fake that because they can see right through that. There are a bunch of people that do that. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, I saw you wrote about my competitors, so please write about me. Well, they're not going to really want to do that. They're going to want to, like, uh, be written to by people who appreciate their craft. Um, and uh, I know that I had identified a couple of writers that I really appreciated in advance, and I had been writing to them <laughs> previous to being on Product Hunt. Um, and I think that was one of the advantages um, was once we were on Product Hunt and we did have those tra traction numbers, they knew who we were because I had reached out to them multiple times in the past and um, they had information on me that they wouldn't have necessarily had just from the Product Hunt post. Oh, I see. So you built up trust beforehand, which then meant that w when you did actually have, and I guess you had a story to tell as well. You probably crafted some kind of compelling story. You mentioned about the 12, uh, one download every 12 seconds, which, you know, is clearly something that's, that's happening. And did you send screenshots of your, uh, you know, like your downloads or some, something to, to help with that initial attention? Um, we have a press package on our page, but I try to tailor the package and send it out with um, with my little calls. Um, one thing to remember is their, their in inboxes get full really quickly. So what I would suggest doing is creating a, dot, a Dropbox link that they can go to and having their name on it um, so that they know that it is tailored for them. Because, like, let's say that you're writing to TechCrunch. They're going to want um, some screenshots, yes, but they might also want traction numbers. They might also want screenshots of, uh, or not screenshots, but, like, pictures of the team. That's less likely. But uh, depending on who you are, you should tailor it. Who you're writing to, you should tailor it to them. Um, and they, they like personalization. They like knowing that this photo might only be for them. They don't like downloading it from a press kit. Right. That's a great tip. So uh, put a lot of the resources into Dropbox and, and have it branded as a folder that would be dedicated to the, either the journalist or the uh, organization. Um, uh, so, well, first of all, I have to kind of almost take a step back and say, why are you doing all this? What attracted you to you know, this space, uh, product hunt and building an app. Uh, perhaps you can give us an idea of, of what's moving you forward on this, you know, this journey of yours. Well, we're a very dedicated team. Uh, we're kind of intense. We're all going out golfing today. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. We've been working really hard. We've got the second version of the app coming out um, really soon, like within a month, I would say. And... Um, so we're like ramping up and we're all getting very excited um, and we need to just sort of chill out. We all actually live in the same house, um, which is kind of interesting. We're kind of living that startup life that you see in HBO uh, <laughs> yeah. parodies. But yeah. uh, <laughs> we're all living in a little house um, and the two guys uh, that are CEO and uh, the designer um, are brothers. And then 
there's the CTO who does all of our programming and stuff. And he is actually my boyfriend, which is how I, <laughs> which is how I found out about this gang. Um, they were working really hard. They were doing something very interesting. Um, the program itself runs on um, artificial intelligence. So um, I was very interested in that. And um, I just started promoting it uh, without, you know, being paid or having a share. And then after a while, um, they joined, they, they offered me to uh, a part of the team. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's sort of how I got involved. That is massively inspirational because uh, there are <laughs> people that are listening to this right now who are driving to a dead end job or are, are stuck in oh. some kind of corporate American, you know, office. And I was one of those, you know, I used to be, uh, I used to have my own office, but it was, it was dull, you know, you'd have to travel to and from work, which would take a few hours. And it was just not a good life. And, and the thought of all living together, like, you know, as, as a startup, uh, and if anyone, perhaps you should mention that HBO. Um, yes. Uh, what, what, what was that? What was the name of it? Uh, uh, Silicon I, Valley, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I've seen a, a couple of those and it really is that. And, and, and it's just, that's what life is all about now isn't it it's kind of mixing work with play and and, and having an awesome time um, and it just helps with creativity yes it does the danger is that you can literally work 24 7 and you end up doing that um the good news is that you love what you're doing so it doesn't feel like work but the downside is uh you can really stress yourself out if you're not careful so that's why we're going golfing <laughs> <laughs> well you haven't uh, yeah sometimes golf does actually stress you out more than work i think with uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll have to see about that i might be one of those people i i don't think i've golfed in years so well, there's two things we need to do, Kiki, before we say goodbye. One is that uh, I need to ask you whether you have any other ideas for an app. We have a lot of uh, indie app developers who are listening to this and uh, are eager to try and find ideas for themselves. And I just wondered if you had any uh, ideas, you know, as you're, you've been walking around and anything else in the, maybe in the IA sp space, the artificial intelligence space? Oh, I wish I had a good idea for you. I'm not an idea person, but there's a wonderful person to follow online who has ideas left and right. Um, if you go onto Twitter, there's a gentleman in Germany named Jonas Daniels, and his um, his Twitter handle is Jonas Daniels spelled backward. So it's slime is Joe. Um, <laughs> right, okay. But uh, he has so many ideas that I would follow him and uh, just say hi. Um, because he's literally giving out ideas uh, every day. Great. Well, I'll put a link again to that as a resource on the show notes for your episode 239. And, uh, you know, the other thing is that I uh, would love to know what uh, you mentioned about a lot of stress. You, you know, you are working quite hard. What, what would you think is one of the biggest pain points right now for, uh, for what you're doing? One of the biggest frustrations well, um, right now it's a waiting game because we are waiting on 2.0 and we only have uh, one developer, um, well, one real developer. Our designer also does a wonderful job on front-end development, but um, since uh, we are AI, we have a giant back-end, <laughs> if you'll pardon the phrase. Um, yeah, so uh, we're just sort of preparing and I have gone over my strategy probably about 10 times. 
um, because I want it to be perfect. And every time I think of something new, it gets rehashed. So it is a waiting game at the moment. That's our pain point. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess uh, like it's hard to uh, try to manage the growth of the team alongside the growth of the product and uh, the monetization of the product as well. It's never ever streamlined, is it? You know, you have these these ups and downs of. Uh, but There's guess, always a bottleneck, yeah. Yeah, and I guess developers uh, are, you know, very sort of sought after now, and it's it's hard to get the decent developers uh, unless you offer equity stakes in the in the company. Uh, well, um, go also on. with our location, it's a little bit more difficult. Come on, you're in sunny Florida. It's lovely. yeah. You would think that people would want to be there, but uh, unfortunately, developers love Silicon Valley. Yeah, and we've had a lot of previous guests talk about how expensive it is to live there and uh, and what are some of the the challenges. Uh, well, the other thing is this is the App Guide podcast. Uh, I love talking about apps. I wondered if you have uh, any uh, one or two apps that you could re- recommend to us, other than obviously Fitter. Um, this is going to sound really dorky, but uh, my favorite app right now is called Corgi Fetch. Um, and it just fetches photos of corgis. And that is my favorite app. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm stressed out, all I do is I look at photos of corgis and dream of the day I will be able to afford having a corgi. No. Well, you, you're speaking to a Brit and we, we have the famous uh, owner of corgis, you know, um, <laughs> the queen. And so yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's done a lot, to, um, you know, for branding of corgis, hasn't she, in a way? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, how many does she have? Like eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I am thinking of a previous episode where uh, they, um, the entrepreneur, entrepreneur managed to get two million downloads, I think, for their app called Kloof. And it's all it is is an app uh, that pulls in uh, cat pictures. So yes. cats, dogs, you know, it seems to be like... Uh, I totally the, understand. It's very calming, very relaxing. Corgi fetch, great. Well, Kiki, do you feel like we've covered everything in this chat? Do you feel like we missed anything out um, about the app or, or about your career? Uh, no, I think that we've covered a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. Um I would say keep an eye out for our latest version. Uh, if you test it out right now, it is fantastic, but it will be even more fantastic. Yeah, so this really is intended for anybody who wants to get fitter and have a personalized workout that really suits their lifestyle, their own abilities, then they need uh, this, which has this artificial intelligent type of uh, back end that will smartly recommend uh, the, the workouts. Mm-hmm, Yes. Yeah, it's well, very intense. Well, I'm very bullish as well on all this stuff because uh, recently my wife got the uh, f- uh, Fitbit and uh, it's really oh, changed yeah. her totally. So I can imagine like as your app grows as well, your integrations with HealthKit and uh, Fitbit and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, we are looking for device integrations in this next version. So we're looking forward to that. Well, Kiki, I have to say it's been truly inspirational. Seriously, how best can we reach out and connect with you personally? How's that? What's the best way of getting in touch? I mean, the easiest way is to hit me up on Twitter because um, I'm getting a little bit of a backlog in my email. I'll apologize for that now. But if you want to email me, that's also fine. My email is kikishear at gmail.com. And that's kind of a beat to spell. So um uh, I imagine you'll put a link in the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot <laughs> easier so to much. go to the appguide.co, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so 
feel free to email me, but my uh, my Twitter handle is also at Kiki Shear. So just feel free to reach out. Kiki, I want to wish you all the best. Uh, have a great game of golf there. And oh, thank uh, you. all the best with your team. And I, I feel like it's just, it, it should have really influenced anybody listening to this to either want to work for a startup and also give us another option of going to New York or to uh, Silicon Valley. I mean, there are uh, other hubs. And uh, I guess, you know, if you surround yourself in a beautiful, nice, warm uh, state like Florida, then it, it could be a good, a really good place, an alternative to Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. There are some wonderful opportunities here. Great. Well, all the best with uh, the fitter and everything that's going on there. Thank you, Paul. It was very nice being here. <laughs>